From the movie house to your widescreen at home, Radio 111's Going to the Cinema and the streaming services on Flicks and Picks with Brian Mendoza. So grab your popcorn and beverage of choice and step into our screening room for our weekly forum on film. Now, here's Brian. Now Morbius has finally come out and I'm going to be honest with you, it wasn't worth the wait. Hey, welcome back to Flicks and Picks with Brian Mendoza and well, let's get a hot take on this movie. Now, honestly, this has been one of those movies where it was, how do I say, like postponed, delayed, constantly put on the back burner for such a long time for one reason or the other, one being the pandemic, which was its best excuse, one being because, well, they didn't get some things right, or for some reason, they just kept delaying it. It's been about two years. So after two, nearly two years, they finally released Morbius. Now, for those of you who don't know, Morbius is based on the comic book character character from Marvel. Um, he is a vampire. He is a doctor turned vampire who's trying to find a cure for this blood disease that he has, but he doesn't actually get. Well, I guess he gets it, but not in the way he thinks. He's going to get it. Becomes like a living vampire. It's one of those complicated things where the rules don't really apply to him. So don't try to think of it as vampire vampires. Think of it as like superhero vampires, right? Or whatever needs to be done for this movie. You know, contrivances and all that. So we have Morbius played by Jared Leto. And then we also have Matt Smith who plays his brother in this over-the-top role that is like, a lot bigger than the trailer's promise and I'm saying they're thinking you know Matt Smith is having the time of his life you know maybe we should just let him have the rest of this movie because he is the one of the very few redeemable qualities about it now somebody might be tempted to say that I think this is a beginner or like a contender for the worst film of the year I don't know if I would say that I don't even think I would even say it's a terrible movie I would just say it's one of those forgettable movies that you just watch once you turn it on like let's say you're watching the stars channel because i've seen a lot of things on stars that are just so forgettable you watch it and then guess what you don't actually remember anything from it and then you go and watch something else that's just as forgettable that's what morbius is to me morbius is one of those movies where I saw it a couple days ago and I don't really recall that much about it. And I wrote some notes to try to help me out on it because I I wasn't thinking it was going to be forgettable. I was thinking, well, you know what? It's going to be one of those movies that I watch once and that's it. And I look at my notes and I and I write down a few things and and I can't remember much about it. Like I remember the plot details, of course, and I don't want to spoil it. So that's always been the thing. But I can't remember exactly what it is in my head. But Morbius is one of those movies where I think it's hurt more and more by the style that it has. I think that the director of this movie, Daniel Spinoza, he doesn't exactly like have a real like vision for this movie. And it's just one of those things where like I don't really invest myself in what he has to say. If, if he has anything to say, like I was watching it. And the entire movie has like a very grim, dark feel to it, but it doesn't really seem 
like dark you know what i mean because the pg-13 rating doesn't really get them to go places and they don't have anything really intelligent to say about the nature of mankind so they have this like dark feel to it that has that's not really rewarding and it just kind of feels kind of dull it feels like to me one of those 1990s movies you know those 90s movies that tried to get dark like um dark man or blade but not good you know because blade and dark man are good movies in my personal opinion but it feels like it's a movie trying to imitate movies that are no longer in my humble opinion really that good anymore like i don't know it's well it's complicated because i do like blade but i feel like in a lot of ways blade can be improved upon and it feels like morbius is more like blade 3 in terms of the quality it the story doesn't really matter that's really it the story doesn't even matter and it tries to set up a sequel that i personally have i'm not sure vested interest in i i I don't have any interest in it really i just have if anything a curiosity because the after credit sequence everybody kind of knows that at this point but i'm not going to spoil it if in case you don't know it it go it implies a few things and it goes ahead and makes certain statements about what it wants to do with morbius and one other character and it kind of does this weird thing where like again sony and marvel are kind of doing this thing where i'm not a fan of using the multiverse as a way to like borrow characters i'm not i know that the studio one studio and the other studio own certain characters and they have to share spider-man characters but it doesn't mean that they have to literally dump characters from one place to another dump characters from another place to another don't use the multiverse this way because it doesn't really i feel like it dilutes it like i feel like if characters can just show up in one universe and then leave the other universe like it it's kind of i don't know how to put this but like kind of off-putting like i know what the it's been literally weeks so let me go ahead and just talk about what happened with spider-man no way home and venom 2 so they brought venom to the mcu and then they took him away from the mcu but they left like the symbiote to sort of start off the venom storyline over with the marvel cinematic universe tom holland spider-man I understand that that was a one-time thing. I understand that. But there was a level of disappointment in that some fans were hoping that the Tom Hardy version of Venom would fight against the Tom Holland version of Spider-Man. Because everyone was attached to the Tom Hardy version that they wanted to have that. You know what I mean? Like, they wanted to have that exact like match up and they had certain ideas and certain theories so i don't want to be that person but i feel like if we keep dumping characters from the mcu over to the ssu which is the spider-man sony universe or whatever it's called and if we keep dumping characters from the ssu over to M- the mcu again it creates this like thing where you might have some hostility from fans if their expectations or their ideas or their excitement isn't com- satisfied you know what i mean i'm not saying you have to satisfy fan theories i've never said that like i've never believed that fans have the right thing to say about something because trust me i've seen too many tv shows in which the fans had had dictated like what the showrunner should do and trust me it's worse than if the showrunner just does something and disappoints the fans you know and so i i'm kind of intrigued by some of these ideas but i i think again what i really want to say is i understand why fa- some fans were disappointed with the venom thing in spider-man no way home but i am 
a little nervous about them continuously playing this multiverse game with the SSU and MCU because if they don't give a clear-cut answer as to what they're going to do regarding the existence of a Spider-Man and the SSU, then it's kind of, you know, don't, let's not bring it up, you know? Like, I feel like they need to finally give a definitive answer as to is there a Spider-Man in this universe? Because, again, Morbius is one of those movies that is setting up a sequel and is living for the idea that it might have a sequel because the first film is just like the first Venom movie, just like that, where there is a character who gets certain powers, uh, anti-hero, but really more of a hero, to be honest with you, because it's not a complicated enough movie to have a moral ambiguity in. And... And then the like powers go to a character who's kind who's sort of like the dark side, like the the full on evil version of this. And it's a character that's either close or approximately that like a, is a very close person or I, I guess like someone who exists in the same circle as the other as the main character. So, yeah, because I'm trying to remember that in Venom, um, that guy that becomes the villain in the first Venom movie, which, you know, no one remembers who the name of the villain is. Actually, nobody really remembers even the, the villain Carnage, even though he's a famous villain in the comics because his movie counterpart is not that good. But that's the thing is that, again, it's like a repeat of the formula of you have a character who gets powers and then you have another character who gets powers who's like the darker side. If the if this antihero had just taken the leap to the dark side, I don't know. It's like, again, they keeps having these formulas and they keep setting up like these ideas and sequels and they keep pushing characters from one universe to the other that it, it's sort of like, can you please figure out what your plan is? Because you can't create a cinematic universe without a plan and you can't keep thinking that these films are going to get successful because what's going to happen is that you'll have another like DCEU situation where you're going to have a film and then you're going to have another film and then another film and then you're going to build up so much and then something's going to happen either a production problem or something like there's going to be a production issue somebody's going to either fall some fall apart or leave or something's going to happen and what i mean by someone falling apart is that somebody might have something bad might actually happen to this person where their life no longer is, life in cinema is no longer a priority you know what i mean their work is no longer a priority sadly like Zack snyder's life fell apart because his daughter committed suicide so you know that's what happened to dceu is that warner brothers mishandled that situation and then joss whedon came and ruined everything in more ways than one so i am worried about the ssu because again you have this universe that already has some fairly mediocre movies to begin with, but no definitive plan, it seems. And I like the idea of like these films having creator control, but you know what? The MCU movies don't have as much creative control, but then again, they give certain movies to certain directors and they add their flair to it. Like Ryan Coogler adds his flair to Black Panther. So there's no way that Daniel Spinoza couldn't have had it added some more flair in his movie. And if this is creative control for him, I don't know. I guess maybe it's overrated. <laughs> it Maybe it's a little overrated, the creative control aspect of some films. But again, I feel like with Morbius, it's one of those movies that the movie itself is forgettable. So I definitely want to say like, Jared Leto gives a good-ish performance like it's not a memorable performance but it is a pretty decent one and you know what Matt Smith is having the time of his life go go Matt Smith you know <laughs> like go have a good time and he is he is so if you want to watch this movie you should watch it more or less from Matt Smith 
because he is having a fun time. I'm not going to get too much into his role, but he plays Morbius's brother and he is crazy. He is fun. But and I guess the music's good, too. Like, I've actually listened to the score and it's like, OK, this actually kind of hits a little bit. But it's, again, a movie where the conversation for me should be less on how the movie is quality wise because it is a forgettable movie and more on the fact that this cinematic universe this is the second character they introduce into this universe to have a franchise planned and it just isn't gonna hit again like venom is funny because of the fact that he is this strange creature and his relationship with eddie brock is very sexual or at least it's played up as sexual so it, it makes you laugh in a certain way so there's no in my opinion thing that's really keeping people invested in morbius as a character so when venom and eddie brock have their weird like couples fight or whatever it's hilarious and people find it funny so that's why those movies have let's say an audience that is invested in them but i don't understand how an audience can be found for this movie i can see maybe like there could be a late night audience who goes to watch this movie and laughs at it and makes jokes at its expense but i don't even think it's that memorable you know, I don't even think it's special effects are bad, for example, but they're not terrible enough to laugh at them. Like not like cats or it's dialogue isn't as egregious as something like Battlefield Earth. So it's not remarkably bad and it's not remarkable in any way possible. So definitely going to give this one a one and a half star. Just fairly forgettable movie. Go watch something else. Sonic's coming out soon. Let's watch that.